0: Macworld Podcast, number 24, January 13th, 2006. Hey everyone, and welcome to the final Macworld Expo edition of the Macworld Podcast. I'm your host, Saru Faravar. Today is Friday the 13th. Maybe a little spooky in some places, but... We're happy to report that the Macworld Expo was a resounding success. And uh, I talked to a lot of vendors, saw some really interesting things. One of my favorite things that debuted at the show this week was Google Earth. We talked about that a little bit on the new MacUser blog, available at macuser.com. The Google booth was kind of sparse. Uh, They just had a small display. But the Google Earth program, available at earth.google.com, is a really sweet program, one of my favorite announcements from this week. You can do all kinds of flyovers in North America and parts of Europe. Some really detailed satellite photographs. You can get driving directions. So, for example, if you set a driving direction from my house in Oakland to, say, somewhere in New York City. It would literally do all the twists and turns with you across the country as you went, and it's pretty cool. Uh, you can also turn on buildings and check out things like Laura Manhattan and stuff like that, even here in San Francisco. It's a really neat program, and it's been a while. it's been available on the PC since the summer. Finally, Google got their stuff together and released a Mac version, so we're excited about that. Another interesting product I saw today was a program called Media Center. It's a free... Uh, sort of rival to Apple's Front Row. Uh, I'm going to download it later on, probably this weekend, and install it on my home computer. I have a desktop uh, G4. It's about a four-year-old G4 that I use as a uh, media center. Basically, I don't have a TV, but it just sits there and, and you know stores a lot of movies. And I've got a big hard drive hooked up to it and stuff, and I just use it as a media center. But it'd be great to be able to see it from the couch without having, as I currently have, just a wireless keyboard. And, you know, I I just squint at the screen and and make the best of it. But anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about that. What we are going to be doing today on the Macworld podcast is have our booth session, the recording of our last and final booth session from the Macworld Live booth. This will be led by our own editorial director, Jason Snell, and he will be leading a wrap-up discussion of all of the things that were talked about and discussed in this year's Macworld Expo 2006. So we're going to be cutting to that booth session right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome
1: to Macworld Live. I am... Wow, so low energy compared to the last two days. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Um, Maybe Macworld Expo happened. I'm Jason Snell. I'm the editorial director of Macworld Magazine, Macworld.com, PlaylistMag.com, all that good stuff. Mac Mac Publishing. Um, This is the final... Roundup and the final session of Macworld Live. Um, I think we've had a really good week. Uh, I think we're going to do this again next time. I think we've gotten some great response from people. We've gotten a lot of interesting people up on the stage to bring you some interesting content on the show floor. And yes, we've got very interesting people right now. And then I believe we have our final prize drawing, massive prize drawing (laughs) at 145. And so, so, uh, you know... We know how loyal you guys are and we'll remember you um, when you are, you've got people crawling over you at 145 in order to win prizes. Um, so to wrap up Macworld Expo, we're just going to have a little chat, the three of us, about what we've seen, what we think. Uh, maybe I'll run out in the audience and play Oprah and take some questions. I used to say "Play Phil Donahue, but nobody remembers Phil Donahue anymore. Good. Some of us remember Phil. Is the collie there? No no <laughs> Um... So, my guess, to my immediate right, Jim Dalrymple, full, full, full uh, facial hair form. He is the uh, news director at Macworld.com, Mr. Mac Central himself. And to his right, Jonathan Seth, who is our senior news editor at Macworld Magazine. Uh, and so, who better to talk about the issues of the week and what we saw and what we liked and what we didn't like? What we didn't like. Are there things we didn't like? Then, uh, then, then, John and Jim. So three people with J's in their names. And uh, so let's let's, uh, let's gigantic. It, 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 gigantic. Wait a second wow, with a wow. J. So um, let's really qu- quickly start with the keynote. You know, with the remove of. Gosh, it's been like three days now since the keynote. Um, looking back, looking back through the misty watercolored memories of the keynote. What, what are your, what are your thoughts now about You know what? What you saw on Tuesday, and uh, what you're going to take away as the most important things of the uh, of the show in terms of the keynote,
2: John. Well, if you go by uh, the amount of time uh, Steve Jobs spent on iLife, you would take away that that would be the uh, biggest, most important uh, thing of the show. But um, I mean, of course, Intel Max. You know, it's it's a huge deal and. at least you know six months early. Um, we weren't expecting them until uh, June. Apple you know promised something and then cut the time in half. So
1: oh, I was expecting them, but
2: well, <laughs> we were.
1: I expect the unexpected.
3: For that's Apple.
2: true. Okay, um, but that's why uh, you're
1: the boss. Sure. But you
2: know, pretty 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 huge uh, you know bu- business going on there. I think, and uh, you know, the iMac looks the same. I mean, from the outside, you really wouldn't know any different because they did most of the work um, on the uh, the iMac G5. They did most of the work on the box and the insides and everything. So, you know, this time around, it's, you know, there's Intel inside, but you won't see that on there. Um, uh, And then, of course, the difficult-to-pronounce MacBook MacBook Pro. Pro. It
1: it sounds to me like
2: it's accounting software, but, you know, it'll take a little while to get used to. It will.
1: But it's very different on the inside. Yes. Unlike, unlike the iMac, which is only slightly changed from the previous iMac, that MacBook Pro is in mean, the RAM. the The bus speed is four times. Yeah, as Yeah, four, as the four times the
2: bus speed of uh, PowerBook. Uh, new video card, faster RAM. Um, all sorts the name, of. Though.
1: I hate the name.
2: Oh, okay. Jim, what do you what are your thoughts
1: about the stuff announced at the keynote? Now that you've had a whole three days to think about it, you know leaving the uh the intel max out of it because uh, obviously a little closer i think your beard is swallowing it no no just just get this a little bit <laughs> hello oh no you're gonna you're gonna do some okay you're gonna have to put the headset back on when i go back out to take any questions hello ah there you go Excellent.
3: all right my voice is going. So, uh, leaving the Intel Max aside and what John talked about, I thought it was really interesting how much Apple is uh, integrating podcasting. Uh, you have you have podcast, you have photo you have video cast. They're they're trying to uh, to embrace that, which is interesting because Apple wasn't the first one to to come out with that stuff. Then they in iTunes they did a little bit of work on it, and I think they sat back to see how the community would react to it. And, uh, you know, now with GarageBand, they, they're allowing people to make them. And, uh, I, I thought it was, that was interesting. iWeb is integrating all of that stuff. So they, they really put a lot in there.
2: Just what so we need more podcasting. Ha! Huh. Wait Everyone a second. In but but, a but
1: John, this session is going to be podcast. What are you so, saying? <laughs> Sorry, to all our podcast listeners.
2: I mean just he podcasting. means he means just what we need. Yes. More podcasting. End of the week, my inflection's a little bit off.
1: Yes, that's it, that's it exactly. Well I think it's interesting with the with the photocasting and the podcasting and the other stuff that Apple's doing that they, they seem to embrace embrace the idea that, you know, you're you you we gonna put it in there and you're gonna be able to output it to RSS and you know, people will figure out cool things to do with it, and I think that's I think that's a good approach for Apple to, to do that.
3: It is, and typically Apple is the one that uh, that introduces new technologies like this or, or new ways to do things. But this time it was the other way around. The community, you know, really drove this one in, and Apple picked it up, and that's good.
2: We, we actually got a chance before coming over here. We uh, got a chance to try out the photo casting. Um, we got a got our copy of uh, iLife 6 and someone who. Uh, in the office with the dot .Mac account, set it up, and everything, and they said, okay, here is an email, click on this, I double clicked on it, and I opened up, and there it was, and these photos just started populating in there, and it was, you know, it easy. Works. It was, It was pretty elegant, yep. it was easy. And then she took a picture out, just to sort of, you know, show me that she had more power than I did. She took it out, and I looked, and then the picture's gone. But luckily, I dragged it into my um, library, and it, it saved it locally, so I still have that picture. There's a picture of me, so I, you know, don't really need it, but... Something we all want.
1: Yes. You can add it to your slideshow of pictures of yourself (laughs) that you watch at work at lunchtime.
2: That'll be available with the podcast after the show.
1: Sure. There'll be a video podcast. So, moving beyond the keynote, um, what other products have caught your eye at the show
3: no. More more than than a, a single product, what really caught me about this Macworld was how this one is about Macs. You know, it's good to come to a Macworld again and see it be about Macs. I love the iPod. I have one around my neck. Uh, I And the companies that make uh, iPod accessories are great. But I think it's been a couple years. The, the software out there at this show is just incredible. From big companies, from small companies. And there's a lot of innovative things.
1: Well, it's not like there's not an iPod presence. There's a huge iPod oh, right. presence. I think it's more that there's a better balance now, that, that yeah. you walk from booth to booth and you're seeing some iPod stuff here and some Mac hardware here and some more iPod stuff here. And Okay, there's more iPod stuff here. But you're, you're seeing interesting Mac hardware stuff, interesting software stuff mixed in with the iPod stuff. Yeah. A- and that gives you the feeling that, no, this is an iPod world, but it is Mac world and the iPod is the most popular accessory for the Mac right now. I mean, there's lots of digital camera and and digital photo and printing stuff, too, because that's such a huge part of the Mac experience. But the Mac is is holding up its end this this week, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: See, and I was going to say that I saw lots of really cool iPod stuff here. Um, Aha! Go ahead. What did you see? That I'm your, I'm your counterpoint what, here.
1: What, what, uh, what struck you about the iPod stuff?
2: Uh, well, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are taking advantage of the video. There's several people that have shown uh, video docs for connecting your iPod to your TV, and for controlling the contents on there, um, which is sort of a natural evolution to that. Um, Although,
1: isn't it odd that um, because of the way Apple has engineered the dock connector on the iPod, you can have those video docks let you, let you control your music, but if you have a video iPod, they don't let you control your video. You have to like, walk up to them and switch <coughs> into video mode. It's bizarre.
2: Well, having used the iPod video for a while, I've gotten really good at seeing really small things far away. So um, I can see it across the room, and it works really well. He can see a fly. Use your X-ray vision to see it. (laughs) Actually, I use my contacts. They they work really well too. Um, But you know, it it is interesting. Yeah, the 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 way the the Apple passes the information through the dock the. The people that are engineering these things can only pull the the um, song information to display on the screen and not the videos and not the photos. So, I mean, there is there is some work to be done on both sides there. But um, you know, a lot of stuff now for the Nano and for the video that um, wasn't out even a you know a month or two ago. um, Things are really ramping up. Some cool cases, um, which are very important because some people think that the new iPods tend to scratch easily. Um people yeah. who have them. Yeah. Mileage <laughs> may vary, but I have mine in a case with a screen protector on it, and you know, I think it's a wise uh, investment once you have an iPod. Buy a lanyard. Everything
1: comes on a yes.
2: lanyard. Jim's lunch comes really, on a lanyard. He really does wear that everywhere. The the um the JBL. Oh the on time time. On time. Right, it's the, the little It's the space donut. Yes.
1: Speaker, clock, radio, pod.
2: Right, the alarm clock, same speaker. It's got a blue light on the top, and that's it cool. has an ambient light sensor, I believe, and so it dims when the room's dark, so you don't actually have to fiddle with it. And the uh, the snooze button is actually the center sp- uh, speaker on the top, and you can just kind of smack it. And they made it extra strong, smack. so but that's no, how I wake up in the morning. Button. I hit it a few times.
1: There's some malice that goes into hitting the snooze button. Wow. Ah, no.
2: So they particular, you know, they made it specifically so they can withstand people hitting it on the top. And, you know, I think all of us looked at it and just said, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey. I mean, it really looked like something you would see in there, but it's, it's really cool. And, it, you know, it sound, as easily as you can tell what sound is like on the show floor, it sounded pretty good.
3: And I think the, uh, the on-time JBL, the past couple of speaker, speaker products are, are really good they're compact and you can take them with you, and you can listen to things. But the On Time uh, really sounds like a competitor for uh, the Bose SoundDock. And when you, but they, it's
1: not just a sort of like a tinny clock radio kind of thing. It's a good oh, it's speaker. it's incredible sound,
3: uh, which is kind of different for what JBL's been doing in the past you know making portable products for your iPod this one is meant to to be in in your home somewhere I can't imagine just leaving it in the bedroom as a clock radio because it's so nice but put it in your kitchen and and the sound is just going to be amazing that's that's where mine will be
1: well moving on from the iPod uh, before we do I I also want to say hooray Apple is now again making a wired remote and it's got an FM transmitter in it but I don't listen to the radio I'm just happy that there's a remote the iPod again, a wired remote. So I can stick my iPod in my backpack where it belongs and still be able to pause it when somebody's trying to ask me for directions (laughs) while I'm walking to the bus stop. So, um, other, you know, Mac hardware and software that you saw, I mean, one of the things that really struck me at the show was the, okay, I'm going to have to make sure I get the name right. Is it Tech Tool? Protégé. 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 Which is, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but what a Really, uh, why did nobody think of this before? Uh, we we don't know. It's a thumb drive, so it's you know a little pocket drive. Most pocket drives are USB, and one of the catches is you can't boot a Mac off of a USB device. So this is a FireWire pocket drive, and it's got tech tool on it, and it's got some other utilities on it, and you can put your own utilities on it, and you can stick it, it into OS your FireWire port and has OS X on it, right? Because part of the making a bootable, c- you can make a bootable CD, and it would have a, a version of OS X on it, so you could boot off of it. And so this is a little tiny thumb drive yeah. with uh, with, uh, with a it's bootable. Of course, an emergency, it's a uh, firewire thumb drive. drive. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so you can carry that around, and you can update it, and drag stuff on it, and yeah, you I can drag was, your own
2: utilities on there too. If you have yeah. other stuff that you like to add. So.
1: I thought that was a great a great little product.
2: Doctopus.
1: Doctopus? Tell us about it. I love I love the name, <laughs> Doctopus. Doctopus is. I'm just going to keep saying Doctopus. <laughs> Doctopus is from um, the people who used to be CE Software.
2: Startly who are technology. now Startly
1: Technologies. And it's a $20 utility. And I believe the slogan of Doctopus is, finally the dock is useful. Which is a little bit snarky. But it, it gives you a reason to keep the dock actually visible and, and, and look at it. And it basically is this utility that adds little badges onto the icons in your dock. Now, some programs put badges... On their icon, all programs have the ability to do it if they want to do it, you know, and so mail will tell you how many messages you've got in a mailbox. So Doctopus will let you drop all sorts of other badges onto icons and they will give you information about what 's going on. so uh, your trash can will show the number of items in your trash if you want, or how much uh, space is in the trash. You could dra- drag a folder or a hard drive, and it'll show how much is in there. Or how much is free, you can drag a processor icon onto any running application and it'll, it'll give you a basically a process viewer type uh, readout about how much processor that program is using, all sorts of other crazy stuff. Um, you, it'll pop up a, an iCal calendar on top of iCal. It'll show you how many you know what, what events are coming today. and it's got a cute little icon. It's a little one-eyed octopus <laughs> and it's octopus. Jim. What have you seen, Mr. Besta? Show.
3: Let
2: me see.
1: What's a favorite?
2: Or John? Do you well, want to go while nice Jim is thinking? thinking about that? One of. The, He's dreaming about. One of the favorites hockey. I saw the other day was um, uh, <clears throat> the new version of ITV, the ITV2 software um, for the ITV products, um, and it's. I mean, it would sort of be generous to say that the old version had a had a pretty interface. I mean. Okay, I got one. Okay. you're you're not, I'm not done. Hold that thought. Um, But the new version, it's it's, it's just, you know, for those who don't know it, um, uh, ITV, uh, Elgato makes ITV hardware um, for uh, recording TV, watching TV and recording your Mac, and someone's got one right up here in the front aisle, which is great. ITV 200, which is the Fireware version, and it captures the MPEG-2. Um, so, when you're done with you know recording a program, you can trim out they call it trimming out um, unwanted portions of the show, but um, they call it commercials, yeah. Um, so you can trim that stuff out and then you can send it directly to Toast and what's he doing? Um, he sent it directly to Toast it's and uh, you know burn it because it's already um, DVD compatible and too. So here they were showing off their new software, which um, has a really nice redesign interface. It incorporates the Titan TV website, which um, is what people use for scheduling, for recording your your shows. It's now integrated into the program. They now have a one-button export for the iPod. You can set up scheduling, so if you have it record you know, say the Daily Show at 11 o'clock at night, when you wake up in the morning, it will have recorded it, encoded it to iPod format, brought it into iTunes, and put it on your iPods. And
1: it would come back, and then it would fill And now it's all
2: in ITV. Yeah, program. you would click on a little record icon, and it would download this little temporary file that wasn't ever temporary. You'd have to get rid of it yourself. And so now they've incorporated it into the program, which is really nice. Um, so it's a, a really nice upgrade, and for people that like to watch TV on their Mac or to record TV shows to bring with them portably or burn back up on DVD um, all within you know your fair use rights uh, cool. of course um, then uh, it's a really nice upgrade so Jim. now that I'm done pontificating, please the, the, this better be
1: good oh no,
3: well, it is good Okay. but okay, no, no pressure now, now, I'm, now I'm worried um, I don't know how many people have been down uh, to the very end here where the pavilions are, but there are actually two Best of Show winners in those pavilions. Um, yeah, all Smile. the way
1: down there, sort of by the bus, yep. and all the way o- over here.
3: I, I know that there's a lot of people up around the big booths, but some of the, the best products are made by uh, those companies down there. And, uh, and Smile on My Mac, small company, made a, a product called Browseback that looks at all your history uh, your your browser history of where you've been in, in picture form in PDF and it, it, it's amazing to see what these people have done with uh, with the product, it comes up on your screen it's kind of translucent, it, it looks good it does a, a really good job of what it's doing uh, Memory Miner is also down there another great product and we actually had a demo uh, up here yesterday on stage and it it links uh, pictures in in time, so if John and I and Jason are all in a picture, I can uh, tell it where we were. And next year, if we're in a just Jason and I are in the picture because we leave John at home, then I can I can at that point go back in five years and say, okay, I want all pictures with Jason and I, and it'll bring show me a list of three or four pictures. Now so I only want those pictures at MacWorld, and it'll show me. You know, narrow that down. So you can you can draw relationships to uh, periods in time. Uh, you can draw relationships to different people.
2: Can you so, choose just pictures without me in them?
3: We try not to take any pictures with you in oh. them. Um,
1: yeah, well, we, and, you know, media cataloging utilities have been able to do something like this, but the interface for this is this really simple, right. very, very kind of eye life friendly interface, and then you, you when you're making the connections, it's, it seems like it's a lot of fun to use it.
3: Yeah, and, and you can really see, uh, if you think about taking all your all of your iPhotos, uh, uh, or all your photos in iPhoto, and drawing relationships to that stuff, you think, wow, that, that, that's quite a task. But when you do it, and you see uh, the demo of what they have, um, uh, the, the things that you can pull up by typing in people's names or typing in places... Uh, It is really amazing to see what you can do. And then you can export all of that to the web, and it shows you uh, map views so you can see where people were at different points in time and who they were with and where other people were during those times, too. It's very cool, and it's very easy to use. It it very much resembles an iApp, so the the average user going in can pick this up and just start using it, and there are advanced features in it, too. So if you want to dig a little bit deeper, you can do that.
1: Have you seen uh, Project X?
3: Project From, X. From Marware?
1: Very this is cool. a great It's a great story because this is an iPod accessory company. Yeah. That Making said, software. you know what? This is a great market. The Mac market is an excellent market to be in. We're going to start doing software for the Mac, too. Yeah. So Project X is project management software, basically. Well...
3: Project management software, I think, and, and you and I probably both used it, and John, uh, you know, when you, when you open it up, you just kind of glaze over because it's just long, complicated lists and, and charts. And Ed Martin, the guy who owns uh, Marware, was a project manager uh, in rebuilding Navy ships. So he had, he said, on the back of his wall, his whole office was lined with these big charts. And, he's, you know, his bosses would come by and say, uh, great, looks good, impressive. Nobody could read it. You know, it was just too complicated. So Ed, Ed took the approach that of an app. You know, I want to make something that an average user can pick up and say, okay, I've got a project either at home or at work. And you make um, uh, boxes like the uh, they, they resemble the iCal. Um, when you make an appointment in iCal, the little bubbles that come up in iCal. So those are your your starting points. And then you just draw a line to the next one. And you can link things just by clicking and dragging. And those things are linked. You have people linked to those. And you can track where everything is in a visual way. And if you decide that you want to use the Gantt view, which is the complicated, all you can do that. It's there too. But for the rest of us, that just glaze over when we even think of project management software, there's this nice view that uh, that allows us to really understand what it's about.
1: Great. Do you see any hardware that struck you particularly? I see. The I went into I see. Now this I see, you know, so every every Macworld Expo, we do a best of show. We pick you know products that are being shown here or, or relatively new and that we like, that we think are cool, that we think are very innovative, that are being shown on the floor. They're not done. It's you know, it's it's based on how cool they are, you know, innovation, all sorts of things go into this mysterious stew that leads to best of show. We had we had a couple of, a, a brief argument, it wasn't too fierce, about Icy, because on its face, it seems like a pretty
2: bizarre product. It's this... Can we give a little quick description? Yeah, it's,
1: it's, well, yeah, explain what this thing is.
2: If anyone was around here yesterday, I think Chris Breen was showing it during one of his... Uh, his sessions, but it's basically a 3.6-inch a video screen, and your iPod as a mass storage device, and it lets it play videos from your iPod or photos, even if you don't have a video-capable iPod. If there's a video file on it that it can play, it just sees it as a file, and then it just can play it on the screen. Um, but it's, uh, it's $249. It's going to be the uh, list price, and so there are arguments saying for $249, why wouldn't I just buy a new iPod for $300 that can play video? And the thing is, it can actually do more than that. It can actually record video. So you connect in there, and then it has analog video inputs, and so you can record from any analog video source, and you can record directly to your iPod um, in a format you can play back on there um, through this machine. So it's not just a video playback for older generation iPods, it's also a video recorder. And it's got this really nice I think it's 3.6 inch um, color screen. It actually has a slightly higher resolution than the iPod uh, screen. It can do, I think it can do 640 by 480 videos on there too. So um, it's, it's a really neat looking product. Uh, I don't know what you want to add. To, um, yeah. yeah, all the way in the that, back.
1: That away. Follow this track all the way. All the way in the Wait, end.
3: When you hit a table, that's their booth.
1: Ha! Huh. So Jim? I see you agree. You're pro-IC. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I yeah. like it. I like it. Okay. Especially for people that don't have uh, one of the new video iPods. If you've got one of the older ones and you're happy with it and you want to enable disk use.
1: I guess I'm just not a believer, but that's okay. That's Okay.
2: Well, one thing I was thinking about the IC when I looked at it is, first thing I thought is like, say somebody who has to go out on sales trips or something, you put your PowerPoint presentation on there, and if you're just sitting like, you know, across the, uh, across the uh, table from, uh, you know, Joe Executive you can show your uh, presentation right there without having to worry about setting up a screen or, you know, hooking up your computer to a, you know, a huge media thing or anything like that. That's what I was thinking.
1: Okay, so like I, I'm not voted. Screen. Clearly, yeah. I'm outvoted about the IC. And that's fine. Now you, you go with me, yeah. It's not... A, okay, go ahead. Not that this is the suddenly town hall meeting about the IC <laughs> pro and con, but well, go ahead. Then we'll no move on. I'll go point. with you because checking it out, the the compression, the codec that they're using on it, you can't play the videos on your video iPod through it. Right, so you can you record, p- but you got to play it back on the IC, on, that, not the on mics. the video yeah, you iPod. You can't take your video iPod out and then still watch those videos, so it, there's no back and forth. You, Aha. Can't, you can't watch the iPod video through it, and you can't watch its video through the iPod at all. So some people like it, some people don't. You know what? Not everybody has to like a product. Only the people who like it need to buy it, and people who don't like it are not going to be forced to buy it, I hope.
2: That's That would be be scary. You
1: must buy it now. Uh, Since we're interacting with the audience, uh, I want to open it up for any questions or comments about the show, things you've seen that you've liked, things you want to ask the panel. We can just talk on and on and on forever, but uh, if you want to prompt us or steer where we're going here... We'll we'll go back to Sorry. this gentleman for a moment. Uh, on the level of picking best in show based on innovation, various factors, the stew you talked about, I'd be curious to know the thinking behind giving one to Fusion. To Fusion. What was innovative about Fusion? Well, the the person who was the oh, it was your oh, you turn it on. Oh, and it didn't go on. You can here. Is it there? No. I mean, the, the, the person who was... There were several people who were big advocates for it in our meeting who aren't here on stage um, who saw it. I mean, my impression was that they were impressed by the fusion of those two products and were impressed by a lot of the, the sort of really dig down deep font geek features of... Fusion Fusion is, be, is the actual literal fusion of suitcase and font reserve, right? Yeah. And F- font
3: reserve really, uh, three years ago, really came on and, and gave... Uh, some, some new features to that whole market. Uh, Brian, the, the guy who developed uh, Farm Reserve, uh, was a big advocate of, of uh, the server versions and really making things easier. And if you look at what, what Extensis did in pulling uh, those two versions together, I mean, there was, there was uh, some complaints about Suitcase, especially, you know, the last couple of versions. And they listened to, uh, to what was going on in the, in the community, I think. Because if you take um, all of that stuff from Farm Reserve and combine it with Suitcase and actually come up with a, with a product that is going to do what you want it to do, I, I thought it was, it was worthy, really.
1: And Best in Show, keep in mind, too, is, is not a, a series of product reviews. So Best in Show has a lot to do with things that impressed us in the first two days of the show, things that we think showgoers should check out. Um, you know, some of them aren't finished. You know, at Macworld, we don't review any product until it's actually done in shipping. And a lot of these products aren't done in shipping yet. Um, but the goal, the ultimate goal is things that we think people are talking about, people should spend time to see, and that we think people will be impressed by or interested in. So that's, that's the best of show story. We had a whole session about best of show yesterday. Yesterday, didn't we? I sang. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad I wasn't here. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't here for that. Any other. Okay, I'm going to take your mic away again. You sure of this? This is this is on. You just have to. You're just going to have to shout, Jim. You'll lose your voice completely.
0: I was wondering what you guys thought about. I mean, obviously, Apple with the keynote releasing iWeb, you know, and all of the new iLife stuff, pushing podcasting. A lot of software and hardware here, um, centered around podcasting. What what were your uh, as far as the podcasting goes, amateur and professional? Like, what software and hardware did you like as you saw here, if any?
2: Podcasting. I mean, I think you know, Apple adding it to GarageBand, the podcast studio in there is going to be a huge deal because people that never would have thought they could do a podcast um, are going to be able to start doing it. I mean, uh, I haven't actually tried uh, the GarageBand, the new GarageBand out yet, but, um, you know, from what they showed, I mean, it looks fairly simple and fairly easy to do it. Um, there's now this cool, uh, Blue makes this cool USB microphone now, it's a professional USB microphone, so you don't even need to have uh You know, if it's just you, you don't need to have a special input box with, you know, XLR mics and everything. So I think with, you know, more consumer stuff like that, it's going to make it easier. Um, You know, just because everyone can podcast doesn't mean they should. But, um, you know, it is nice that more people have the option um, to do this kind of stuff. And I think GarageBand is definitely going to help.
1: And make it sound sound better, too. I mean, as somebody who has actually used GarageBand in an attempt to make a podcast, I, I... I, I really liked seeing what Apple had done with it because, you know, you could kind of fake it before and now Apple's saying, "Oh well, no, no, you, you really should try to use it for podcasting. I've met Sarus Farvar, who does the Macworld podcast. He is a podcasting guy. He would be able to give you probably a huge detail of what he liked and didn't like. I would check out macworld.com if he hasn't already. I'm sure we will get a podcast from him about podcasting next week, maybe, about what he saw here for podcasting. So, so stay tuned because he's really... He's really attuned to that,
3: and you know what's really interesting about that too is that even though Apple uh, is giving users away within their own software to do podcasting, the developers that are making their their third party solutions are not worried about that, and they're not worried about it because the developers there are continuing to innovate. You know, they when I when I talked to some of them about the uh, uh, GarageBand integration. They say no. That's that's fine. That's great. You know, it's going to bring more attention to it, and we have ideas for the next six months to be versions of our stuff. Uh, um, yeah. So, uh, I thought that was that was real. I thought that was really good that uh, that the development community is thinking like that instead of just saying, "Oh well, you know, if Apple's into it, then I'm going to forget it." Um,
1: well, for regular, you know, for regular people, there, there is this whole question of I want to do more than just you know, plug in a microphone and record. I want to do some things with it. And if GarageBand is a place for them to start because they've already got iLife and it'll let them do something that's more than just a single track of somebody talking, yeah. whether there's music and there's some other stuff going on, it's going to get them into it. And then yeah. there are lots of tools beyond that to do to do more. And typically Apple will
3: release this one major release. You know, podcasting is in there now and that's great. But we probably won't see any any huge additions to uh, podcasting until this time next year. So that's going to give the development community there lots of time to go in, uh, have new applications, and there's new video iPod applications and podcasting and everything coming out every day, yeah. and it, it's it's just pushing it. It keeps pushing it.
2: And sort of by the same token, uh, you know, going off a different direction, you know, Apple came out with iWeb, and one of the things they have in there is blogging. So there's going to be a lot of new bloggers out there now, and um, huh. you know, Apple has a sort of basic application for doing that, and it's a way to get started. Um, but you know, Apple's application doesn't allow commenting. You can't add comments to um, to uh, the blogs yeah, on there. So that. is we a would...
1: blog a blog if it can't get comments from readers?
2: Right. This is a debate Is, it, is, 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 is it, it a, a diatribe or a, or a journal or is it a, a, blog? a blog? So you know, Apple like. You know, again they're the sort of introducing this concept to people that wouldn't necessarily have thought about before, you know, like oh blogging that's for geeks, I wouldn't do that. Oh, it's part of iLife now. I can do that here, it's really easy. I can do my dot account. But they're not they're not making the you know, they'll make it easy to do, but you know, Apple always leaves room. They they are one of their favorite phrases is when when people ask, you know, well it does it do this, does it do this? And they say, That's an excellent third party opportunity. Ha. Huh. Because, you know they're only going to do so much stuff, and they want to—you know—they want to get started. They'll add new features to it and everything, but there's always going to be room for other people to do that, especially you know, um, with with that kind of stuff and podcasting. And
1: Apple pointed out that you know it is iWeb 1.0, and they certainly figured that they're going to get a lot of feedback about what what should be in there. And I would not be surprised if even between now and the end of the, the end of 2006, before we talk about iLife 07, uh, that that it wouldn't surprise me if Apple did some something about uh, uh, community on some of the stuff that's being published on dot Mac, whether it's comments as we know it now or it takes some other form, how they do it. It wouldn't surprise me if you post blogs to dot Mac if sometime in the next year you're gonna get some, some the ability for people to give you feedback that's public. We'll see. Any other comments? Ooh, you're a tough one. You're like halfway back the row and I'm just gonna keep talking. Yes, sir. There was uh, one thing that impressed me this year. I came down looking for specific things for my business. And at this show, for the first time in four years, there was a heavy presence of manufacturers of deep products for the Macintosh. I'm here. And the second thing I want to comment is, go Team Canada. Thank you. Go Team Canada. Jim, was that a plant? A a Canadian hockey
2: question. He's a Bruins fan.
1: Well, there, there's no NHL in...
2: Canada you, anymore. You
1: Nova Scotia, for sure. We can't hear you, Jim. I've got the power. Ha! Huh. Oh, now you go to the mic. Um, I, I want to second what you said. I, I've been really impressed in seeing some of the professional stuff that's here. So there's a, there's a medical practice software going on over there. I mean, there's, It really is a, a wide variety, like we were saying earlier, that it's not just... You know, iPod accessories. And, and it's not just Apple and Microsoft and Adobe, but it's, you know, it's Mac utilities, it's professional software, it's some hardware, it's in a lot of different areas. And it shows that this community is really thriving again at a level that it wasn't, you know, three, four, five years ago. And there's high
3: end uh, uh, XServe software uh, with CryptoCard. You know, that, that's incredible dual authentication. Uh, uh, it's,
2: don't mind, don't mind me. Just make sure if you put it, it
3: on your head, it's louder.
2: No, it doesn't work.
1: Okay. I, I kind of feel like
3: Tom Jones with this one. I know. Would
1: you like to be the guy who runs out in the audience Well, we're almost done? Anyway. Uh, when you when you look at uh, at yeah, some of the high so. end Xserve stuff that's here too, I mean,
3: it just seems to me that this year everything is being represented. You know, from from the architectural stuff to the medical to uh, really cool utilities and iPod
1: and. Team Canada And Team Canada Okay, so We've got about five minutes left Before the big giveaway I could sing again we'll yeah, be nobody left hold, for the let's giveaway Let's hold that in reserve Hold that in reserve Yes, the voice They really are like Tom Jones So Final thoughts um, You know Good show?
2: Awesome show Good show
1: Better than last year? Better than the
3: last two or three years.
1: Um, one haul instead of two, I know disappointing for a lot of people, but at the same time, everybody's here, there's no like, pay no attention behind the curtain, concrete well, expands on the other side. Having just come back
2: from uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, um, having things really spread out, you miss a lot of things, you know. It's like, oh, there's the Las Vegas Rent Center, but if you want to hear the pro Audio stuff, you have to go over to this hotel, or you got to go to the Hilton to do this. And so it is really nice having everything concentrated in one hall. People aren't going to miss anything. And, you know, the traffic on the floor was really good. The, the energy was really good. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of movement. And um, I talked to a lot of the uh, vendors here, and I said, you know, how's the show going? And They said, great. We're having great traffic. People are really interested you know people are buying products or if we're not selling and they're going to our website when they get home and ordering stuff so and people we, are very we've been excited. talking
1: about the iPod and one of the kinds of feedback that I've been getting is that a lot of people are coming to Macworld Expo saying, well, you know, Mac, Apple, iPod, it's all I love the iPod, I don't have a Mac, maybe I'll get one, I'll come to the show. And I, and I think some of those people are here too who are not necessarily in the Mac world yet, but the iPod has gotten them to get what Apple's about and now they they come here and they walk the show floor and they're blown away by the stuff they're seeing happening on the Mac. So We I think call them
2: potential subscribers. I
1: think that's, well, we do call them that. I uh, think, and potential uh, potential visitors, regular visitors to Macworld Expo. Did all these people come to see me? Yes. They all came to see, see Team wow. Canada.
3: Team Canada, so baby.
1: I, I talked to some people at, at, at IDG World Expo who puts on Macworld Expo, and it sounds to me like, this show's going to be bigger than last year in terms, of, uh, in terms of exhibitors and in terms of people. And it sounds to me like they're already hoping that... Um, hoping. They're already getting some indications that this growth may continue. At which point, we will probably see it back in two halls next year. And I think that would be great. I, I think that to start, start growing the show, is, it's a good thing. The, the, but at the same time, it's been great to have everybody under one roof, too.
3: Well, the thing is, when you look at the show this year, um, you mentioned it earlier with the curtains... You know, the, the curtains were coming in more and more last year, the black curtains. Now the show is wall-to-wall. You know, there is no more room left to, to expand here. And next year, if it gets bigger, we'll, we'll have to have the second hall. And the, the fact that all of these companies are coming to, to support it, if you come and your, your perception of uh, or your decision on whether it was a, success, a successful show is whether it was in one hall or two... That I, I think that's wrong. If, if you come and you find the software and the hardware and the, and the things that you like and you find innovative things, then it's successful. Yeah. And that's, that's everybody's opinion.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with you. I think this is the best Macworld Expo in San Francisco in years. And, uh, yeah, I think it's been a good week. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good people. Lots of good stuff on the show floor. And, actually, I've heard some people complain saying, well, you know, Apple, the Intel transition, it's good. I'm glad we heard about it. iLife, we expected that people saying, Apple's, Apple's new products are good, we're excited about them, but it's not, you know, we're not talking about them the whole week. There are, there's other stuff that's been able to come to a, the fore, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that all the amazing stuff that's out on this show floor hasn't been totally washed away by massive Apple announcements. I think it's good for, you know, it may, may not be, I mean, you could debate whether Apple should just completely own the week and everybody only talks about Apple or not, but if you're not Apple... I think it's a really good thing.
2: I think they have a little booth over there too, in case they're or stuff. Yeah,
1: they've got a hut. They've got a little hut and a couple kiosks and a guy with uh, a laser pointer. I think that's pretty much what they got. So
2: and you have me.
1: One forty-five, and we have we have Jim and your phone GSM. Or is that my phone? Could be phone any phone. of us. Yeah. So it is one forty-five-ish almost. Uh, somebody who works for Macworld will be here shortly to give things away. And by give I mean for the low, low price of free.
2: That's a good as price. The,
1: as the saying goes. So hold on. Thanks everybody for coming. Thank you Jim Dalrymple okay. and Central. Thank you John Seff of Macworld. I'm Jason Snell from Macworld. Hope you had a good show. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next year. And we'll do this again. Thanks.
0: Well, that wraps up the Macworld podcast for the week of Macworld Expo. And I hope you had a chance to check out all of our coverage available at macworld.com expo. We also had a best of show video that I produced and hosted uh, available on the podcast blog as well as the macworld.com expo page. Of course, again, we have our new blog at uh, macuser.com. We're just getting the feel for it. Some of the posting timings are a little bit irregular, but hopefully we'll be getting more and more as we develop a rhythm to do that. And if you have items to suggest for that, for Mac user, please do email me. If you have things that you'd like to hear on the Macworld podcast, please do email me. My email address is cfarovar at macworld.com. It's in the ID3 tags. When you download an iTunes, it's right there. So you don't have any excuse for not getting in touch with me. Uh, So, yeah. Hope you had a good time here at Macworld Expo if you were in town for it. And if you weren't, hope you could live through it vicariously through our coverage. We tried to do the best that we could. But we hope to see you next year in Macworld Expo 2007. Who knows what they'll be announcing then. And uh, so after this week, we'll be back on our normal every two-week Macworld podcast schedule. So hope you have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Signing off from San Francisco. This is Sarus Varavar for the Macworld Podcast.